as God said uh, it would happen. Uh, they came across the river. They encamped in Gilgal in the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, I want you to notice this statement, What mean these stones? Go back to verse number 6. That this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? What mean these stones? Uh, verse number 22. Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over. And uh, this is very important thought, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you might fear the Lord your God forever. Take a drink of water and we'll pray together. If you'll join me, let's go to the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you that you hold tomorrow. And Lord, th this morning, I, I don't know any heart. I'm always grateful that as we open up the word of God, as your spirit goes forth, that God, you know every need and every heart. And Lord, there, there is no doubt in, in an audience this size here today, uh, somebody you've been speaking, uh, you've been dealing with them, you've been knocking at the door of their heart. Lord, I pray today for the courage that uh, they would simply be able to turn to you and trust in you and place faith in you. And Lord, here this morning, there's, uh, there's maybe a young person. Uh, they're battling with the faith of their parents. They see the reality of your life and the life of their parents, maybe grandparents. But Lord, they themselves have been battling. And I pray here today that this might be a day when you would deal with hearts, what mean these stones? God, would you have your way in this service? Would you be exalted? Uh, would you help us as we preach? Uh, that you would open uh, today uh, the, the truths of your word, that it would make an eternal difference. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated this morning. I, I pointed out to us in verse number 21, this uh, statement, what mean these stones? And again, the, a similar statement to what mean ye by these stones in verse number 6. Now chapters uh, 3 and 4 of the book of Joshua tell the miracle of God holding back the Jordan River and the children of Israel passing over on dry land. Go back with me to chapter 3. And I want to read just a few scriptures here in laying the foundation for today. Chapter 3, verse number 14. And it reads, it came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as they that bear the ark were come into Jordan and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water. For the Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest. But the, the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam that is beside Zaratan. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea failed, 
and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. God worked a miracle, and as you read through this, there's no explanation for it other than God did it, very similar to the parting of the Red Sea. In this particular case, as the priests placed their feet with the Ark of the Covenant in the midst of the Jordan River, uh, that God began to pile the waters up to their right on a heap, and uh, all of the waters that were below uh, began to flow on down toward the sea until the children of Israel uh, passed over on dry land. God took them from one side of the river to the other side. He makes it very clear that every single one of them, from the youngest to the oldest, the weak, the feeble, the strong. He says in Joshua 3, verse number 17, All the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. And then in chapter 4, verse number 1, And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan. And in chapter 4, verse number 10, And the people hasted and passed over. Uh, so God worked a mighty miracle that's told us here in chapters 3 and chapter 4 of the book of Joshua. Now as we come to chapter 4, uh, chapter 4 places emphasis on a couple of details in the life of Joshua. And I notice first of all Joshua's attention to obedience. Uh, the obedience of Joshua, the obedience of the people. Again, I want to read just a, a few verses and lay in the foundation. Look in chapter 4, verse number 1. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men of the people out of every tribe of men, command ye them, saying, Take ye hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, lead them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. And Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe of men. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan. Take ye up every man a stone upon his shoulder. Uh, and so God uh, is giving directions, and Joshua is following those directions. Go to verse number 8, the first part of the verse. The children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded. They obeyed. In chapter 4 and verse number 10, For the priests which bear the ark stood in the midst of Jordan until everything was finished, that the Lord commanded Joshua to speak unto the people. In chapter 4 and verse number 15, it reads, The Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Command the priests to bear the ark of the testimony. They come up out of the Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come ye up out of the Jordan. And it came to pass. They, they obeyed. Uh, the word of God. And you'll notice here the obedience of Joshua to the Lord and the obedience of the people to Joshua. Obedience is of great importance. I cannot overemphasize this this morning. If you want the blessings of God upon your life, it will be in accordance to your obedience to the word of God. If you want to see God working, you want to see the miracles of God, you have to follow the principles of God must be obedient to the Lord. Uh, you can't have a godly marriage uh, or raise a godly family or notice or know God's blessings or God's will outside of following God's word and God's principles. Uh, as we dig into the word of God, uh, learn what God desires, uh, obedient to the word of God, 
uh, we find the blessings of God. It's very clear Joshua, to the very detail, did what God called him to do. So I notice his attention to obedience. That's free this morning. But I want to point out a second principle that comes forth. And this is Joshua's attention to the establishment of a memorial, of a monument. Uh, again, chapter 4 and verse number 2. He says, Take ye twelve men out of the people of every tribe a man, and command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest stood st- our feet stood firm, twelve stones. And you shall carry them over with you and lead them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. In verse number 5, And Joshua said to them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of Jordan. Take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. In verse number 6, That this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come saying, What mean ye by these stones? In the latter part of verse number 7, he says, These stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. In verse number 8, And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones out of the midst of Jordan, as the Lord spake unto Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged, and laid them down there. And in chapter 4, verse number 20, And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. Uh, There were twelve stones that were taken out of the midst of the Jordan, uh, carried over to Gilgal to the other side, next unto Jericho. And these twelve stones are there established as a memorial. Uh, We might call them talking stones. (coughs) They're stones that give a testimony. (coughs) Excuse me. It was back several years ago. I went with our family to Branson, Missouri. And uh, we found a a road there uh, that was called Talking Rock Road. And I often wondered how that, that particular road got its name. And then we discovered, and we actually attended, Talking Rock Road Baptist Church. And as we walked into that uh, church, there was uh, uh, Brother Wilkins' material on on the back table, uh, all the way in Branson, Missouri. And uh, we were there in in the church, had a wonderful time. It was a Wednesday night there uh, with our family. Uh, But the thing, and I never got over this, Talking Rock Road. And I wonder uh, about this rock that evidently uh, gave a message and uh, was there as a sign, a memorial. And I thought about these rocks, these stones that God took up out of the midst of the Jordan River and he established a memorial to the nation of Israel forever. These stones were to bear witness for God. You look in chapter (coughs) 4 and verse number 21. He says, and speak (coughs) to the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? These were stones that, in a sense, would talk. They would give a testimony. 
I want to point out in this passage of Scripture, the children were to ask their parents. And young people, don't ever be ashamed to ask your parents for the reasons of their convictions, why they teach what they teach, why they believe what they believe. I look in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ at the age of 12 as a young man. He was there in the temple speaking with the, the priest, the chief priest in the temple, asking questions and responding to their questions. And you always ought to maintain the attitude that I want to learn, I want to grow. And so children were to ask their parents concerning these stones. But parents, you were responsible, or these parents were responsible uh, to tell their children the meaning of those stones. Now I want to look at a thought or some thoughts this morning concerning these stones. What mean these stones? Now, in our passage of Scripture, those stones proclaim a past miracle. As we mentioned, God worked a miracle. There was no explanation for what happened other than God did it. The same God that created the universe brought the children of Israel over on dry land. The waters of the Jordan, as the Bible speaks, overflowed its banks at this time of the year. When the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant uh, stood or stepped into the water, uh, God then began to part the waters. God stopped the flow of the river. Uh, the people passed over on dry ground. After every person had crossed, God commanded the priest to come up out of the water. And when the priest then again came up out of the water, again the waters of the Jordan would return to their normal flow. This was not an ordinary event. This was not something uh, that you would witness. This was something that was humanly unexplainable. This was something that God did. And these stones taken from near that place where the, the priest's feet would step in the Jordan, these stones taken up out of that Jordan River and placed on the other side on the banks would be the testimony of that past miracle of God. Again, look in Joshua chapter 4, verse number 21. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over. I think about this this morning, that, that memorial would stand as a testimony, is anything too hard for God? God can part the Red Sea. God can dry the Jordan River. I think it's very clear as we look at this passage of Scripture, and this is crucial, every generation has to experience God for themselves. Parents, it's important for you to establish God's word as a memorial within your heart. It's very important for you to establish stones and bedrocks in your life uh, that you will stand upon a testimony of what God has done in your life. Establish guidelines from the word of God within your home, within your family, and before your children. Uh, don't ever forget the miracles that God has worked in your life. If you're saved, 
that's a memorial that you ought to establish within your home. Your children need to know how you got saved. They need to know when you got saved. They need to know what God did in your life. They need to know how God delivered you, how, so to speak, God parted the river, how God brought you from one side to the other side. You were lost in sin. You were dead in trespasses and sin. But by the grace of God, you came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's a memorial that needs to be established within your family. Uh, don't ever be ashamed to tell of the times God's answers to prayer. Remember the testimony of a, of a missionary who grew up in a missionary home. And he would tell the story as a little boy uh, that uh, they would be driving and they would realize we don't have gas, nor do we have the money to buy gas. How are we going to get to where we're going? And they would bow together as a family and begin to pray. And he would tell the story as a little boy, I witnessed over and over the miracle of God's provision in ways that there was no explanation for it other than God did it. God answered a prayer. And for that little boy, as he grew up into adulthood, that memorial, that stone established by his parents and by his family became a testimony to him that he would pass on to his children. And young people, can I say to this, don't ever be ashamed to ask your parents about spiritual uh, principles and things. What mean these stones? Well, why do you do these things? Why do we pray before meals? Uh, how do we know that this is the word of God? These stones testify of God's miracles. Is anything too hard for God? Each generation needs to come to grips with it. Uh, God is the living God. I, I think we've come to a place in America that we're raising up a generation that does not know in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Uh, they do not know that God spoke this world into being. Uh, they're looking at everything as an accident. Uh, they don't know of the Lord that their parents have known about. And this becomes a dangerous place in the life of a nation. Uh, these children needed to know what God had done in the past of their family. How God had worked this miracle. And so these stones would testify of God's past miracle. Friend, tell the story how God made the world from nothing. Uh, instill that in the home. Tell the story how you came to know Jesus Christ as Savior. Tell the story of what God has done in your life. These stones proclaimed a past miracle. But I think there's something else that I want to grasp onto. I believe these stones proclaim a present encouragement. What mean these stones? These stones were placed on the other side of the Jordan to remind them that God had promised this land to his people. Now go back with me to Joshua chapter 2 in the life of Rahab. We preached through Joshua chapter 2. We saw the faith of Rahab. When the spies came to Rahab, I want you to notice what Rahab spoke to these spies. Joshua 2, verse number 8. Before they were laid down, she came up unto them unto, upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land. I want you to see that. I know that the Lord hath given you the land. And that your terror is fallen upon us, 
Did all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you? For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came up out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and On, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now here is Rahab before the children of Israel cross on dry land to the other side. And she's saying, we heard the story of the Red Sea. We heard what God did for you. And that was a testimony to us that God had given you the land. And I believe this was to be a testimony to future generations. Those stones would remind the children of Israel that God brought them into this land to give them this land. When they would come into the land, there would be battles. There was the city of Jericho, a mighty city with walls to the heavens, in the land there would be giants, there would be alliances of kings, uh, there would be difficulties that they would face. But those stones, as they would look back to those stones, would testify, God brought us over because God gave us this land. If God brought us through the Jordan, then God can defeat our enemies. Then God can work miracles that we need. I would ask you this morning, are you saved? you're saved this morning, God worked a miracle. He parted the river. He brought you to the other side. And you, the quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin. If you're saved, you passed from death unto life. But listen, salvation is only the beginning. God saved you to do a deeper work in your heart. He wants to defeat the enemy of your flesh. He wants to give victory over sin over old habits, over old bondages. God wants you to know the abundant, victorious, fruitful Christian life. Uh, that memorial of salvation needs to testify to you uh, that God is going to give you the land. Now, God wants you to know the fullness of His fruitfulness of your life. He's given to you the witness of the Holy Spirit if you are saved. It's a memorial testimony that you belong to Him. You don't belong to yourself. What mean these stones? It's an encouragement of God's promises. It's a token of victory. It's an encouragement of God's presence. Every time that they would look to those stones, it was a reminder to them that God was with them, that God had a covenant with them. It was a constant testimony to them that they belonged to God. Oh, friend, we need that constant memorial in our life. Our parents establish again some memorials in your home. Pray before meals. Read the Bible in the home. Family devotions. Talk of the Lord before your children. Give your testimony. Make church special. Uh, build some stones that your children might ask, what mean these stones? Uh, ought to be a constant reminder. Uh, we belong to the Lord, as later Joshua would say. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What mean these stones? These stones are a testimony that we belong to the Lord and that God has given to us this nation. There would be a present encouragement in your personal life. Are you saved? If so, 
is a constant reminder. God has given you the gift of His Spirit. His Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. That reminder would promise to you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It would be a testimony within your heart, I don't belong to myself. I've been purchased by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. My life is not my life to do with selfishly as I want. Young people, your life is not for you to marry who you want to marry. Uh, your life is not for you to live as you want to live. If you're purchased by the blood of Jesus, you belong to the Lord. And your life is to be lived for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I would ask young people, is the faith of your parents real to you? The children were to ask this testimony to their parents. What mean these stones? I, I believe the purpose was that the faith of the parents would be passed on to the lives of their children. There's such a great need for that in America today. These stones speak of a past miracle, a powerful God that can do anything. These stones speak of a present encouragement. Not only did the Lord save us, but the Lord has given to us the land. And not only has God given to us the land, but the Lord has promised never to leave us nor forsake us. Now I want you to look in chapter 4. These stones speak of a future purpose. Again, verse number 21. Joshua 4. Verse number 21. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea which he dried up from before us until we were gone over. But I want you to notice verse 24 that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord that it is mighty that you might fear the Lord your God forever. God's purpose for their children, again, was that each generation would experience Christ for themselves. You see, a parent's salvation, a parent's walk with the Lord doesn't guarantee a child's salvation. Every person has to come to saving faith in Christ on their own. But parents, if you can proclaim what Christ has done for you, the rivers that have been parted, the prayers that have been answered, the victories that have been won, the Bible teaches, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We're in desperate need today of parents that have a very real faith and a very real walk with God. And for children that will then take on the faith of their parents, that God would be just as real to them as he is to the life of those parents. God wants a new generation that you might fear the Lord your God forever. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. A fear of God will keep you seeking God. A fear of God will cause you to read the word of God. A fear of God will keep you pure. A fear of God will help your mind to stay pure. A fear of God will help you to be sexually pure. 
A fear of God will keep you from yielding to the flesh. A fear of God will keep you from serving other gods. A fear of God will keep you from putting money first and foremost. Materialism first and foremost. A fear of God will keep you from uh, promoting pleasure above all in your life. A fear of God uh, will give you the power to do what is right. A fear of God will keep you uh, from seeking the power of this world, the possessions of this world, the passions of this world. And there's such a need today for a new generation that will truly know the Lord and fear God. Those stones were to be a memorial proclaimed to children. Now those stones speak of God's intent. That all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty. My friend, Jesus is bigger. He is mighty. Jesus is our Joshua. Joshua led the children of Israel over to the promised land. It's our Jesus that has given to us the gift of eternal life. And this life is in him. As Joshua brought the children of Israel to the other side, uh, Joshua 4 verse number 14 says that Joshua was magnified then in the eyes of the children of Israel. Our Jesus needs to be magnified. My friend, if you're saved this morning, we have a message to tell. We have a God today that can save sinners. We have a God that can save all who come uh, to Jesus Christ in repentance and faith. We have a God that can get you from that one side of death to the other side of life. Uh, we have a God that can bring you over on dry land. We have a God that can deliver from sin and from bondage. And we ought never be ashamed to tell what great things the Lord has done for us. I love Psalm 145. And in verse number 12 of Psalm 145, it reads to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Now I want you to see in verse number 24, and this is the heart of God, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty. This message of the Lord and His salvation is to be proclaimed to all of the earth. Now I want to close with just a couple of interesting passages from the New Testament. And I want to make an application to them. Go with me to the book of Matthew chapter number 3. Matthew chapter number 3. This is in the life of John the Baptist. And we preached on Sunday night concerning the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to back up here just a bit and give a thought. In John or Matthew chapter 3 verse number 1, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Verse 5, Then went out to him Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region round about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing, their sins. Now you get the picture here. John is near the Jordan River. He's baptizing in the Jordan. The Bible tells us in the Gospel of John because there was much water there. But I want you to notice an interesting statement. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meet for repentance. Thank you not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. 
Now, I, I could not prove this. I don't know this. But I know that these stones were set up on the edge of the Jordan River. And I know that John the Baptist is baptizing in the Jordan River. And as the Pharisees and religious leaders are coming, John rebukes them. And John says, bring forth fruits, meat for repentance. And then I'm just wondering if John doesn't point to these stones, to this memorial. And John says, God can raise up of these stones children to his name, children to Abraham. Uh, Why would that be? Well, I think there has come a generation that forgot the memorial of those stones. And there had not been a true repentance and a true faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they forgot the testimony that was given to that nation that they might know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm just wondering, across churches today, there are generations rising up that do not know of the faith of their parents and do not walk in that faith. And I'm brokenhearted to see what's taking place in churches across America happen to Israel. John looks at those stones and says, God can raise up children of Abraham from these stones. You see, there's the memorial. My friend, there's one door to heaven, and that door is Jesus Christ. The faith of your parents is not going to get you to heaven. It's got to be a personal relationship between you and Jesus. And I would just ask this question, is Jesus real to you? Here's the testimony of stones that would speak of the power of God that can do anything. Friend, there's not one that Jesus cannot save if you're willing to come to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So I'm just wondering, did John point to those stones? And they had denied that testimony. I want to give one other interesting thought, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, at the end of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, he made an interesting statement. Luke chapter 19, verse number 35. Luke 19, verse 35. This is as Jesus is making his appearance, I believe, uh, according to the gospel of the book of Daniel, uh, being presented to his nation. Verse 35, and they brought him to Jesus, and they cast, this is the donkey, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they said, Jesus, thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And we was come nigh, even now, the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and to praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven, glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees from amongst the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. Notice the response of Jesus. He answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. These stones by the Jordan would cry out in testimony of the mighty power of God. Our job is to proclaim, never to remain silent, to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, if you know the Lord, you have a message to tell. You have a message to tell, a memorial in your heart, a message to give that all the world may know that Jesus Christ is Lord.
what mean these stones? They tell of a past miracle of a God that can do anything. They tell of a present encouragement of a God that gave the promise of this land, of a God that gave his presence. And they tell of a future purpose that all of the world might know the glory of the Lord. If you're saved, you fit right in to God's plan of that memorial. Every head bowed and every eye closed.